0: Hi, and welcome to this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler. It's always a pleasure to get together with you, friend, and visit with our guests. Last time we got together, we had the Henleys, my neighbors, D and Pastor Dan Henley, stop yes. by to talk about an exciting marriage conference mm. coming up for pastors and ministers only, yes. sponsored by Agape, mm-hmm. the ministry of Agape in our city, over 50 years, yeah. wow. over 25 of those years. David Jordan, the director, do an yes. incredible job. Yes. Wow. And Dan, you're now associated with this ministry. I
1: am. I am the director of faith formation and church engagement, long title, but David has a vision for the city. You know, God is a part of a movement of God. And David has been at the helm of that ship for 25 years, and I'm so grateful to be walking with me. He's a phenomenal visionary for this city. Yeah.
2: And he has an awesome person that's walking
1: Teresa, beside him. Teresa, that's right. And that's <laughs> Teresa. And
2: I'm your voice, Teresa. That's Thank right. you, my dear. That's yes, right. thank the, you for the, all you've done.
0: The Bible says he who finds a wife yes.
2: finds a good thing. Yes. Finds a good thing. Yes. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The
1: Bible also says give honor where honor is due, and honor is due. Yes. To David Jordan and what he's doing at a God, bank. Yes.
0: We salute David and the great work that all of his staff is Mm -hmm. doing. Well, I'm excited to have you guys back for day two to talk about the issue of marriage, and specifically in the home of a pastor. Sure. We think of marriages maybe going through stress and difficulties, needing some counseling, maybe needing to go to a conference. And oftentimes we forget about that pastors are people too, right? Right, yes,
2: definitely. (laughs) Yes, yes. You know—
1: it's amazing. Ms. D and I have been doing this for 15 years. We've ministered to thousands of couples. We've actually certified 185 pastors mm-hmm. on how to do marriage ministering to an, through an organization called Preparing Rich, actually certified them. And if you had asked me what's the major matters that pastors are up against, man, I would have told you it was communication and conflict resolution because that's what our experience has told oh, yes. us. Mm-hmm. Every one of our pastors who are coming to the conference, Byron, they'll have an assessment, and it assesses 10 categories, or these categories, conflict, resolution, communication, partner style and habits, financial management, leisure activities, sexual relationships, Mm -hmm. family and friends, role and responsibilities, and spiritual beliefs. Out of those, I would have said communication and conflict resolution. But the early indications are our pastors are a little different. I mean... What came up as number one was conflict resolution. So we're going to be focusing in, teaching our pastors how to do that, as well as giving them the best practices and best of breed resources. Yes. They'll leave that conference equipped. But what came number two was not communication. It was partner style mm-hmm. and habits. Mm-hmm. That was just that was curious to me. Curious to me too. What are we sure talking it is. about? Exactly. What does that mean? Well, what's interesting is Ms. D. and I went through a little tough spot Mm -hmm. around December of last year, maybe January of this year. And Ms. D. was really angry with me. She was bitter. (laughs) So we took the assessment and it showed, quite honestly, the same two things. Mm -hmm. Conflict, resolution, partner style and habits. What that points to, Byron, is we need to listen to our partners at a deeper level. We really aren't getting up under the covers and just really listening to one another. Partner style and habits, it's all about us talking about intimate, detailed things that, quite honestly, could trigger a negative response because they're um, habits that we do that our spouse might not care for. But if they say something about it, it sounds so negative that they don't, they don't even get through the door before we slam it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Does that make any sense? Well, give us some examples, yeah. D, on your side. What sure. do you see as some of those? Well, mm-hmm.
2: I, I know with me, um, my husband growing up was the middle child, and he found himself uh, being ignored. Mm. At least this is how it appeared to him that he was being ignored because he had an older brother who was held in high esteem is is how he's saying sure. is putting it, and whenever he's ignored now in any situation, he will blow up. He'll if if it's something that should probably be uh, on a range of a two a level two, it'll go to a ten if he's being ignored. So now that I'm aware of that and I know that. Then I can easily ex- Be accepting of it and we both Can can capture it and say oh It's getting ready to happen and now it doesn't Have to be where I'll shut down and He'll go to one room I'll go to one room And, and then you know the days go on And on and on and we're bitter with Each other and, and bitterness keeps going On until resentment comes and oh. then Blindness comes and then a lot of times People are ready to, to part Yes, But that's why it's so important for us To get these tools
0: I like and, what you're talking mm-hmm. about really discovering one another's triggers sure. Yes, Sure. that you can help maybe apply grace, mercy, support, prayer. And there's
1: times when those issues, they might need more attention. And, and to take that just a step further, mm-hmm. it's now not just accepting that, okay, now I know the trigger.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: When I'm being ignored, it just does something to me deep inside that just kind of bubbles up. Even if I don't notice it's bubbling up, it bubbles up. Right. Mm-hmm. Now we get to talk about those matters at a deeper level using tools like, because this is hard, Byron, but tools like active listening. Active Mm -hmm. listening puts me in a place where I'm listening not to criticize, not to judge, but just to make sure that you've heard me or make sure that I've heard you. Right. Mm -hmm. Active listening. Step one. But then there's also some listening techniques that we're going to teach. Can we stop
2: there just one second?
0: Because I think this is an area where a lot of couples, we think, especially if you've been married for – A few years. Mm
2: -hmm. Yes. 37 for us. Yeah. Yeah.
0: 36 for us. Yes. And it's like you think, you you know, you think, you know what the other person's Mm -hmm. thinking Mm -hmm. and you have a tendency just to kind of hear what they're saying, but not really hear what they're saying.
2: And
1: that's exactly what I'm saying is then I went through a spout in December Mm -hmm. because I wasn't listening to her.
2: Right. Because we feel like we can finish each other's sentence. But what we don't know, we're evolving. We're changing. Um, all the time. I'm not the same D that he married, you know, ten years ago. Yeah. and and that same, you know, they, they talk about wine, old wine, you know, wine skins, old wine skin, putting new wine in. Well, see, now I'm 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 new wine. I'm, I'm I got a new. I need a new wine skin. So he sometimes we don't acknowledge that.
1: There's something that we teach.
2: Yeah, no, you got it. That's go called
1: trust, disappointment, and redefining your relationship. T. D R. Anybody Mm -hmm. that's ever spent any time with Ms. D and I know about TDR. Trust, Mm -hmm. disappointment, disappointment, and redefining your relationship. So what happens is you're in a trusting relationship and you get Mm -hmm. disappointed. And then it steals some of that trust and you say, okay, well, I'm going to trust him again. I got disappointed. I'm going to trust him again. And you're in that cycle. And if you keep stealing from that trust based on disappointment, eventually people get to things that they call irreconcilable differences Mm -hmm. because they've, wait, they're so disappointed. They have so little trust that they say to heck with it. Right. But if you'll go down to that R and redefine that relationship, and that's what
2: we're going to teach you to that's do. What we're
1: going to teach you how to do that. says that Miss D isn't the same person I'm not, that I married. Mm-hmm. She constantly changes. Right. So I might be on her old relationship map. Right And she there you go. has that's gone to it. a new location. She's,
0: she's become a much more complicated lady. Much more
1: complicated.
0: So <laughs> oh, now, yes. oh, goodness. if, if, if yes. I've only
1: heard yes. back then, and now mm-hmm. she's different. Yes, And that's why we went through that spout, because Ms. D said I wasn't listening to her, and the assessment showed it. Oh, so I stopped and listened to her, and she said these words to me. She said, when you listen to me, you analyze...
2: Everything Everything that I I say. say. It's like,
1: whoa. See, the first
0: time I met my wife, Mm -hmm. I think she was 17, about to turn 18. Mm -hmm. We got married when she was 19. Mm -hmm. Same
2: here.
0: Mm -hmm. Same
1: here. But she's not the same 17-year-old that you met, 19-year-old that you married. Mm-mm. She's different.
2: Yeah, because, I mean, that self-esteem has gone up. The, I mean, I'm it's up oh, now. Well, oh, yeah. wow. And I, and I attribute it to God and to my husband. Sure. I thank God for him putting me yep. with this man to help me. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, to yeah. do. Yes. So uh-huh. when she said
1: to me that I was analyzing everything that she said, now I'm truly listening because mm-hmm. I've stopped everything that's in my head. And I'm listening to her. Immediately, I wanted to respond. That's not true. But I s- saw in my head that I was analyzing what she said. What she said was true. I was analyzing before she could even finish it because, quite honestly, I didn't want to hear it.
0: You know, sometimes we have to be careful, too, as men, Dan. Our wives want to share their hearts. Mm-hmm. They want a listening ear, listening heart, not just an ear, but a heart, too. And we're usually problem solvers or we think sure. we're problem mm-hmm. solvers. Mm-hmm. And so we fixers. want to give a fixers. Yes. We want to give that quick answer, quick fix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When that's not necessarily what she's after. not what she
1: wants. Yes. She wants me. No, go ahead. She wants me to listen. Okay, mm-hmm.
2: Dee. I just wanted to say, on behalf of the girls, we do have a lot of words. Sure. And, and, and girls, the guys can't take a whole lot. So that's why it's so important for us to be able to talk with each other and figure out one thing that we can talk about. And then talk about that one thing and be able to freely speak about that one thing and then prayerfully come to a resolve. Instead of bringing up all these different things and allow your husband to get home. Or your wife to get home and not start to bombard them with all these words that God has given us. So I just so
1: good because partnership style and habits, we form these habits that we don't talk about because they're habits. Mm -hmm. It might be that he gets home and immediately that I have a habit of just bombarding him. Mm -hmm. That's a habit that has been formed that if we don't stop and talk about it. It presents an issue. Right. And that's what you're talking about. And, yes. and on
0: the flip side of that. On the flip side. On the flip side, men have to be careful when they come home mm-hmm. because they've been involved with the ministry, their jobs, mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. and they come home. Their wives have, say, their stay-home mom, right. they have been quite busy, too. Oh, sure. Oh, yes. Engaged in a lot of activities. Oh, sure. and yes, And maybe when you walk in the door, they might not give you the attention you think you need at that moment mm-hmm. because they're in the middle of something. Sure. I've right. seen that over and over. Oh, yes. Years.
2: And that's why it's not a cookie-cutter type no. of thing. Uh-uh. You have got to silence. This up for who you are. Yeah. All these different uh, tools that are coming, and you use them and at the times when they're best fit the situation that's going on at home.
1: Yeah. I want to say this because I don't want to forget to say it. A lot of people think you just come to marriage conferences when you have issues in your
2: right. Marriage. Oh no, yes.
1: The people that come to our marriage conferences, what we found is they keep coming back over and over because mm-hmm. what they're doing is they're fine-tuning. They're fine-tuning their relationships. It's almost like a very expensive automobile. You don't wait until it's hurting mm-hmm. before you go and do preventative maintenance. You do preventative maintenance because it's a finely-tuned automobile, and you want to keep it finely-tuned.
2: Right.
1: There's one thing that we talk about that I really want to make sure that we, we touch on.
2: Okay. All right.
1: One guy said it this way. Most people have Have never never seen seen people people work it out. Work it out. Yeah. Yeah. Let me say that again. Most people have never seen people work it out. So in other words, they've only seen separation and divorce and fussing and fighting. And most people have never seen people work out their issues, work out their problems. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to do it. As a matter of fact, the number one thing that's come up on the assessment, Mm -hmm. now these are pastors, it's conflict resolution. Yes. We're going to teach our pastors how to deal with conflict in a way they're going to say, wow. We've, had one, we've done this so many times. People more, no, normally say, you just taught us how to just fight the issue versus fighting each other.
0: Last time we ended, Henley's, with the four things mm-hmm. that stood out on the assessment that pastors are dealing with. Yeah, mm-hmm. we've
1: looked at about 40 of the 120 And the early indications are, number one concern, number one matter that our pastors want us to deal with is how to deal with conflict, conflict resolution. Came up number two, which surprised us because Mm -hmm. I thought it was going to be communication, is partner style and habits. And we talked about that. Talked Mm -hmm. about that. And that's really you got to listen at a deeper level, listen for discernment. And we're going to teach how to do that. But the third thing is communication. And actually, communication and leisure activities, they tied.
2: Oh, yeah. For third. Really?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes pastors don't know how to have, have fun. <laughs> yeah. Don't know how to loosen
2: up. We, Miss Dean, yeah. we, we, we figured out
1: oh. how to have fun. You've even helped us when we went up to, uh, was it Branson? Yeah, you went to oh, Branson. you blessed goodness, us so much. And incredible. thank yeah. you. Thank yes, you. Yes. I think your home office is there. And you had some folks at.
0: Well, one of our offices. Is one of your offices. And, and they helped. Provide some opportunities for you guys. Opportunities. You blessed
1: us. And we don't take that for granted. But Ms. D and I carve out town to have fun. We we
2: date. And I have to give my husband credit for this because, you know, I'm a mom and I'm always thinking about those children. And I'm thinking, well, okay, well, what about if we just take them? And each time he'd say, Ooh. no, D, it's going to be you yeah. and I. And we do this every Thursday night. Yeah. No matter, yeah. even in this pandemic, yeah. I give God praise. It has been a wonderful even thing Even if for we us. just
1: drive around in our truck for two yes. hours. And this is date yes. night. Date this night. This is date night. We also yes. carve out time once a quarter. We'll go on little three-day getaways. Mm-hmm. I do a sabbatical in July every year. And, and literally, Ms. D, and I will carve out time to mm-hmm. be a part of that. We'll go to... Nice vacation at least once a year. So we carve out this time to have leisure time and leisure activity. So
2: important.
0: We haven't even talked about the dynamics of how the pandemic is playing.
1: Oh, sure. Now, that's, that's heavy. Oh, yeah. That's heavy on a lot of folks, and we're seeing more depression and more conflict. And quite honestly, some folks, though, they're seeing it as a time for them now to deal with some matters mm-hmm. that they've never dealt
2: with. Yeah, because truth be told, we've been forced now mm-hmm. to be in each other's space. We we couldn't go anywhere. Yeah. So now here we find us yeah together a lot more a than lot. normal. And yeah. quite
1: honestly, maybe that was it. When did we take that assessment? Was it at the beginning of the pandemic? I
2: think it was.
1: It might have been. Yeah. I said January. might have been March. I can't remember, but I know that Ms. <laughs> D was upset with me because the assessment showed it. Yeah. And she got me straight. And the good news is I listened.
2: Yes.
1: And I heard her. Yes. Yeah. And you can tell the difference. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is when you get disappointment, I think it was Martin Luther King said it this way. Disappointment produces despair. And despair produces bitterness and one thing certain about bitterness mm-hmm. is its blindness yes you can't
0: Incredibly. see it. if it's left un- unchecked, unchecked. Checked. Checked.
1: oh yeah. yes yeah. A wow. disappointment that's another way to say it Ms. d likes I it like guess. that disappointment left unchecked it changes character Yes. Changes character, changes into anger and frustration and bitterness.
2: And, yeah, because you yeah. know that's really not who you are. But what you've done is you've buried all of this, In dis- uh, all this disappointment. You instead of actually talking about it, and I, and I want to segue into this. I have a counselor. I have somebody sure. that I go to. I have taken advantage of, what is it, the EAP?
1: Yeah, employee Assistance Program. Yes, most at my
2: job. Corporations yes. offer that. Yeah. yeah, so I have a I have too. Well, Yes, we both go. And yeah. we,
1: we, we influence and advise our pastors to do the same. Oh, yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, and I
0: think those are things that we're afraid of. Maybe we're afraid of being transparent. Yes. And, and really being open with those weaknesses. Mm-hmm. But where
1: we're weak, he is strong. Oh, yeah. Yes. You bring up a good point. It's even with these assessments that we're doing, some pastors probably aren't coming because they don't want to be assessed. Mm-hmm. Well, the assessments, I let everybody know the only person that's going to see this assessment is Miss I, yeah. And we're not looking for it for the individual right. as much as for the aggregate. I'm just trying to say, what does the data suggest we should focus on? Because I'm tired of scratching where people ain't itching. Mm -hmm. I only want to scratch where they're itching. I want to find. tune I've always dreamed about doing a conference with pastors where they've done the assessment up front so we know where to focus in on. We're focusing in on what they said was important. So I'm not looking for the individual because they'll get their assessment. Now, the good news is we're going to— email them to the assessments after the Friday night session. So they'll have time to look at it. And then that next morning we're going to go over it with them. Mm-hmm. So they're going to actually get a copy yes. of their assessment. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that people really love. It's like, they, they look forward to that. And they think it's a test. It's really not a it's test. It's a not, snapshot. It's just a snapshot. It's yes. just an assessment. Mm-hmm. Because if Ms. D and I were to take it now,
2: mm-hmm.
1: because I am listening, mm-hmm. it'd be totally different. Yes. But, but when we took it then, it was a snapshot of a period where I was so busy
2: mm-hmm.
1: doing other things unbalanced that I wasn't listening very
2: well.
0: So it's important, you think, to take an assessment like this. Ongoing or periodically oh, in your yes. relationship, Ms. Dean, I've definitely. taken it at
1: least three or four times. Yeah.
2: Because it can be your voice. Sometimes mm-hmm. we don't know how to. I know for me, I'll speak personally. For me, I don't know how to express what I'm feeling. A lot of times, when my husband will say, "Okay, now here's time. I'm getting ready to give you time to speak. I want to hear what, what's on your heart." And sometimes I just, I I, I can't get it out. But that assessment. Well, sometimes you can. Yeah, sometimes I (laughs) can. Glory to God. But that assessment helped me. Do you think
0: sometimes we as couples, if we go unchecked for a long period of time, Mm -hmm. you talk about that bitterness, that we learn to adapt with that and just
1: go on with that relationship? We do, but the challenge with that is. And that's not the right way to do it. uh, Until Mm -hmm. you handle it with grace, Grace. It's going to stay in your face. face yes. and it's it, not going to go away.
2: Right. And it, it will wear you down. Yeah. You, I think a lot of this is uh, the center of some of our diseases, some of this mm-hmm. dis-easement that we're having. That's why a lot of us are going to the, the pharmacies and then going you know, to the doctors and having all these mm-hmm. medications because of the unchecked disappointments yeah. that's going on in our lives. Wow. Yeah. yeah, we got to yeah.
1: shine light into yeah. that dark place yeah, and then mm-hmm. it has no hold on you. Right. You're, you're delivered from it because. You, yeah. the light is there
2: You now. can hide it for so long and then it, yeah. it, it's either going to tear you down or you need to tear it down.
1: Now the
0: Agape the proud sponsors mm-hmm. of the Pastors and Ministers Only Conference. The conference is uh, coming your way friends. October ninth and tenth. This is a virtual conference. This is for pastors and ministers only. And now's the time to register. Dan, why don't we go ahead and give that email address out?
1: Sure, sure. It's I'm gonna give you the easy one. Okay. Pastor Dan33 at gmail.com. That's pastor P-A-S-T-O-R, Dan dan three three. At Mm gmail.com.
0: And you will be joined virtually, you and your spouse, with hopefully close to 120 other Mm -hmm. couples that will be joining in on this conference.
1: We're already uh, excited that this is the best response we've had in any conference we've ever done. We'll close the registration out a month early. Which we've never done, but the reason we're doing it is to make sure that now we can just focus in on those assessments, and we can be the blessing that we've always wanted to yes. be to our pastors. Amen. We're not going to think we know where they're itching. We're going to know, and we're going to scratch where they're itching. We're going to have resources. Man, we even talk about the giveaways. We're going to have giveaways that respond to each one of those areas. Mm-hmm. we're wow. going to have uh, we have everything from date nights where donors have helped and. We're going to pay for that mm-hmm. to uh, weekend getaways, nice. and yes. all kinds of things in the middle. And We're grateful for so many folks. And we mentioned Agape already, but a lot of the larger churches have mm-hmm. helped us out, like Second Presbyterian Church and Highland Church of Christ and uh, Independent Prayers. I'm getting in trouble. Brown Baptist, <laughs> yes. Pastor nice. Orr, and I don't want to get in trouble because there's so many we're grateful we're for, so but, grateful. They, but they know that our churches, we want to be a blessing. To these pastors. Yes. So I'm excited about
0: that. We want yes. to support our pastors and their spouses. It's yeah. so important that yes. we keep them in our prayers, find opportunities to encourage them. And this is a great way to do that through this conference. Mm-hmm. We talked on the last program again about the stresses. Sure. And we've mm. been carrying that into this program today too. Sometimes as we mentioned, pastors feel like they have to make a choice, Dan, between their family and the ministry, sometimes sacrificing their family on the altar. How do pastors choose wisely between the family and church responsibilities? Yeah.
1: If you don't mind, I I want to take a stab at that one. Ms. Mm -hmm. D and I are firm believers that that's through prayer. Oh, yes. We are going to carve out a time in this session to teach pastors. Now We have to teach pastors how to pray. But we're going to share with them some ideas around prayer. One is centering prayer Mm
2: -hmm.
1: that we do. Uh, And sometimes we'll even do it together. But it's a place where you go in and you just center and allow God to be God. You just spend time with God. God has shown us that there is nothing that replaces spending time together in a covenant relationship. Let me say that again. There's nothing that replaces spending time together in the covenant relationship. This is a covenant relationship I have with Ms. D., but we also have a covenant relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And I found that with all that I do, we have the marriage ministry, we have the church developers network that we oversee. We have Agape Child and Family Services, where I'm the director of faith formation and, and, and church engagement. We're creating what's called the Christian Community Development Network, which is going to be larger than the church developers network and many other things. There's no way I can do all of that without Grace, and God gives us that grace to do yes, it yes. when we go to him in prayer. And and that's not even to mention the time that we spend with our, our son and our children. And, and we see them. We go on vacations together. We just married off one of our daughters. Miss yes. D and I, we spend time together every week. That's a priority for me.
2: Yes. And you will find that all the other things will I mean, they just work themselves out. It really, really does. He says, my yoke is easy, burdens are light. That is so true. He didn't say that just to hear himself speak. If we would pay attention to what matters the most, and that is... Um, The husband, the God first, the husband, the wife, and then everything else will will take precedence. It will just work out itself. And I know it doesn't seem like that, but I'm telling you, it does. We are a living witness. My friend
1: James Kirkwood, who's over the Memphis Christians Pastors Network, Pastor Kirkwood, we just did a racial reconciliation talk, a racial talk. And he was laughing. He said, you got to get to know people. He said, I know when I call Ricky Floyd, he's been posting on Facebook somewhere. He said, I know when I call Dan Henley, he's going to say, let's pray. Yeah. I said, if i got to be known for something, that's what I want to be known for. I want to be known mm-hmm. for prayer. At Agape, first thing we did, we instituted all kinds of prayer. Mm-hmm. Church Developers Network, we instituted all kinds of prayer. Right now, we have pastors coming together twice a month praying for two hours. Mm-hmm. Ricky Ford's about to do a 24-hour prayer. It's the second time we've done it. We did it last year. We're gonna do it again this year in September. I will be there every one of those 24 hours. Unless the Lord say the same. Because that's where we win. Prayer is not preparation for the battle.
2: Prayer, prayer is, where is where the battle, the battle is won. won. Yes. That's why
1: we're winning. Yes. So that's what we would tell. It gives you the balance. Yeah, yeah. You'll go in heavy. Like, God, how am I gonna do this? And you'll come out light. You say, Man, I ain't got nothing to do. Wow. Literally. Wow. It, so,
2: prayer works, yes. It
0: just works. Mm-hmm. Hayley, that is such a great way to wrap up this second program on our Mid-South Viewpoint as we talk about marriage and the importance of communication and all these other issues in the relationship. We've been kind of focusing on the pastor and his spouse Mm -hmm. and the couple in the ministry together. I think that's so important because there are great stresses on the pastor. And many, I know, have shared with me how difficult it has been through this pandemic with their congregations. The separation, the dynamic of ministry has changed quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Many churches have had to cut back salaries Mm -hmm. for their ministry because of the pandemic. And so these are challenging times, but nothing too challenging that our Christ can't carry us through I love the emphasis on prayer, yeah. how important it is for the spouses to pray together. Thanks mm-hmm. for emphasizing that, Dan. Again, friend, we encourage you, if you are a pastor-minister, there's an opportunity for you to be encouraged to this Agape Pastors and Ministers Only Marriage Conference coming up October 9th and 10th via a virtual experience on Zoom. Yes. Dan has that email address, Thank pastordan33 you. at gmail.com. Yeah, Amen. we'll get you
1: all the information. We're excited yes. about it. We'd love to be a blessing to our pastors.
0: Well, you guys have been a blessing to me. Mm.
2: Praise God! You, yeah, you've, so you've been a always it's a blessing to God, us. Thank
0: you so much, yes. and I'm so thankful that we're neighbors. Amen. We've got to do more together, we will. Yes. and maybe we will. Have, we've got to get my wife on a yes. bike. Yes, and we'll go I look bike riding to together. Will. That yes. will be will. so much fun. Thank Amen. you so much. Amen. Amen. Well, friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid South Viewpoint. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Byron Tyler, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye bye.